When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome in to another edition of the PHNX D-Bags podcast right here on PHNX. My name is Derek Montia. Of course, I am occasionally known as your mayor of PHNX. This man next to me, occasionally known as my vice mayor, always known as your thunderstick. It's the one and only Jesse Friedman. And Jesse, is the love for the Arizona Diamondbacks starting to spread? Are we starting it to finally get the recognition that we are looking for? Seems to be the case. Yes. Montana. Yeah. Yes. Hello, Montana. Wyoming. Welcome. Hello and welcome to Montana. All of the most populous US states there <laughs> love your Arizona Diamondbacks. Hey, we're we're winning over a decent section of the country, right? If this was risk yeah, right. and United States was the world <laughs> map, we that we would have a pretty decent strategy splitting the United States from, you know, the Midwest and, and the West. Coast, but of course, <laughs> what we are referencing is baseball references map of how things have changed in regards to page visits uh, on their site for teams based on the state. We have a little graphic here we're going to put up uh, that should show. Got that? There you go. That's what uh, that's what it used to look like there up there at the top. That's uh, 2022's results. The bottom results there are 2023 results. As we can see, nobody cared about viewing the Arizona Diamondbacks baseball reference page in the United States at all, including people here in Arizona in 2022. That's Houston a, Astros. Mm, residual Astros hate, perhaps? I mean, the Astros did win the World Series last year, so. That's part of it. Yeah, that, that helps. helps. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm sure the, the trip to the World Series helps win over New Mexico there and parts sure. of Utah, right? But still, this is a nice sight to see when it comes to uh, an Arizona Diamondbacks team that is fun is is young and and should be exciting to watch for a number of years. Yeah, I mean, uh, again, the the states that the where the Diamondbacks were the most searched team, not exactly uh, the most populous states. It's <laughs> it's Arizona, New Mexico, Utah, Montana, and Wyoming. Uh, but yeah, I mean, something is certainly better than nothing, Derek. And when I'll you take it. when you find your way all the way to the World Series, some of those states that don't have a baseball team. Maybe they jumped on the bandwagon. Maybe there's some some diehard Diamondbacks fans out there in in some of these states. We, and, we uh, want some new, we want some new people over, Jesse. Yeah, we brought in I some think new fans. That, I think that seems that seems likely. Yeah. Oh well, that's not the only uh, most viewed reference page we're going to take a look at because here is the 2023's most view viewed player pages by state, and of course, in a landslide, it's Shohei Otani everywhere, except. Here in Arizona, where it's Corbin Carroll time all the time. 
Yeah, I mean, the, I I actually think this is sort of impressive. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it, it yes. feels like it shouldn't be that your star player, uh, you know, that plays for the team in that state is the most viewed player page in that state. But yes, Shohei Otani is literally the most viewed player page in a whole bunch of states that do have baseball teams, like the state of Texas. It is still Shohei yes. Otani. And they have multiple they have multiple baseball teams there. Good ones, in fact. One that won the World Series, if I do if I remember correctly, right? But yes. Yeah. Uh, I mean the Washington has a lock up there on Julio. Got Ronald Acuna Jr. You know, there's a couple of places where the stars here are are kind of the big name. I love I love Luis Arise being so big up in the north. Well, you just know that Twins fans haven't let go, you know? <laughs> and they, they never will. Of all of the they people keeping track of Luis Arise, you know, the the road to a 400 batting average, mm-hmm. Twins fans are all over That's that. For sure. That's they, for sure. Because they, I mean, Pablo Lopez was fantastic this year. But, like, you know, when your former player... Uh, you know, is is potentially about to hit 400. That's kind of a big deal. Of course, it didn't wind up happening. But the big thing here with Corbin Carroll in the state of Arizona, I think, is the fact that, like you said, you don't typically see like the star player, but he's new to a lot of people this year. He was, you know, something that kind of caught the baseball world by by storm. And and of course, there are a lot of people in Arizona that didn't track his journey, weren't really aware of who Corbin Carroll was prior to the season. So. It makes sense that his page was viewed a lot by fans here in the state. But uh, this is very exciting, uh, at least to see as far as the love for, for Arizona is concerned. And, and the, of course, the undying love for Shohei Otani. We are going to talk about the business that is Shohei Otani and the amount of money that that man may inevitably bring to the Los Angeles Dodgers, which might make you as sick as it makes me. But before that, we do have some Arizona Diamondbacks news. Uh, per Kylie McDaniel from ESPN, the Diamondbacks have signed Ronaldo Hernandez to a minor league deal with a spring training invite. Uh, and Hernandez is a 26-year-old catcher in the minor league system that at one point was a top prospect in baseball. Not just uh, part of the Tampa Bay Rays system, but one of the best prospects overall in baseball. Uh, and then was acquired uh, by the Boston Red Sox and just sh- kind of struggled in their system to ever find his way back to uh, a major league kind of playing time. When you're a, a highly ranked prospect, or at least recently a highly ranked prospect, and the Tampa Bay Rays decide to deal you elsewhere, that's probably not a good sign. <laughs> and uh, they tend to keep those. They tend to. They're just seem to be very good at figuring out which guys are going to stick and which guys won't. And uh, yeah, he was a top 100 prospect back in 2019. If you look at the prospect rankings in 2019. A lot of people were very high on Ronaldo Hernandez. He was, I went back and looked at the MLB pipeline, top 30 rankings for the Rays entering the 2019 season. He was their sixth uh, ranked prospect, pretty pretty high on their list. Um, and you look at the scouting grades across the board from back then, a 50 hit tool, 55 power, 40 run, which of course is excusable for a catcher, 60 arm, 50 field. He was projected to be a, you know, a pretty darn good major league player. And yeah, as you said, it hasn't really worked out for him with the Boston Red Sox. Uh, He did, I believe, make a couple of appearances on their major league roster, but he never actually got into an actual game. So he has no major league experience at this point, but he did put up, uh, you know, decent numbers in AAA this past year. Uh, in the Red Sox system, a 242 average, 336 on base, 445 slugging percentage. Not great numbers, but uh, okay. 17 homers, 70 RBIs down there 
in AAA, and uh, he's been in AAA now for the last three seasons. That's where he spent the majority, um, or I, I guess in 2021, he spent the majority of his time in AA, made an appearance in AAA, and then the last two seasons, it's all been AAA for Ronaldo Hernandez. So yeah, kind of a depth piece here for the Diamondbacks, not someone who I'm necessarily expecting to make the opening day roster or anything, but sure. we know the Diamondbacks wanted to add some depth in this regard, and I'm not sure that this necessarily checks that box entirely. I wouldn't be surprised if there's another move coming in that regard. But, you know, I mean, I guess it's more interesting to take a flyer on a guy like this who is at one point viewed as a, you know, a very well-regarded prospect than, you know, some other guy who's, who you know, where the ceiling maybe isn't as high. I'm not sure if people really still think the ceiling is all that high with Ronaldo Hernandez, but, uh, you know, you never know what can happen with a with a change of scenery. So basically you're saying he is not the answer to back up Gabby Moreno at, at Probably catcher. not. Hopefully yeah. not. More, Probably more likely, not. right? Yeah, I hopefully. don't think he is a major league quality catcher. Uh, that seems to be one of the primary criticisms there. So defensively, you, you're not getting a ton of value there. At least that's what the reports seem to say. And in AAA, those numbers I mentioned were good, but uh, he had a 93 WRC plus. So when you factor in the the run producing environment there, he's actually grades out as, as a slightly below average hitter. So, you know, below average hitter in AAA, poor defensive skills, not exactly a guy I would expect to make the opening day roster. Uh, quick ski to Connor ski to you all ski, of course, to sexy red more than anybody else, but, uh, glad to see you guys <laughs> all here in the chat right now. Um, we've been talking about potential targets for the Arizona diamondbacks when it comes to free agency. We've also bounced around some ideas as far as trade candidates that the diamondbacks could pursue. So I guess on the opposite end of the, uh, the spectrum from Ronaldo Hernandez, as far as, uh, big names, uh, from Valdez. <laughs> is suddenly a name that is that is popping up from the Houston Astros that apparently the Astros are taking calls on him. Uh, I know before we even get into this that he is going to cost entirely too much for the Arizona Diamondbacks to probably be in on. You would even say that the cost might be astronomical. Wow. I had to do it. Um, but uh, should Mike Hazen pick up the phone and see what a deal for Fromber might, might take? Let's take a look at his numbers from 2023 because... He was very, very good. I guess I'm more confused here as to why the Houston Astros are taking calls on Framber Valdez. And obviously they don't have to entertain any of the trade, uh, you know, any, any of the trade uh, potential trades. But I mean, wouldn't this kind of make a, a superstar kind of upset that the team's kind of shopping you around and stuff? If this, I mean, this information has become public. So obviously yeah. sure it got back to Framber, right? But his numbers last year, very good. One, 198 innings pitched a 3.45 ERA, a 1.126 whip, a 24.8% strikeout rate uh, or K rate of 7.1% walk rate and a 3.50 FIP. What are your thoughts, Jesse? This is the equivalent of the Diamondback shopping around Zach Gallen. Right. <laughs> just, so, just so we're all clear on what's right. happening here. Right. Um, With two years left on his deal. Like, yeah, uh, two years left years, on his deal. years old. Their ERAs, their innings pitched, their, a lot of their numbers were, out, were very actually similar. very similar in 2023. They're both excellent starting pitchers. Uh, the Diamondbacks certainly are not looking to trade Zach Gallen. And I don't know that the Astros really are looking to trade Framber Valdez either. Uh, this seems like... 
I, I heard Ken Rosenthal earlier this week saying that the Astro, there was speculation that they might be interested in in listening on on trade offers for Valdez, but it doesn't sound like there's a whole lot there. I don't expect it to happen. I guess they're just sort of trying to get out in front of, you know, two years left on the deal. Uh, if we're not planning on bringing him back, then, you know, maybe you'd want to tra- trade him now and, and acquire an asset that would be with you for a longer period of time that would be more affordable. I'm assuming that's that's the line of thinking here. But yeah, Framber Valdez was really freaking good in 2023. He's been really good for a while. I guess this was a bit of a down year for him uh, with the 345 ERA. He had a 282 in 2022. He also had an expected ERA this year of 4.33 which also kind of mirrors Zach Gallon. Zach Gallon's expected ERA on Statcast was in the low fours, which is uh, kind of an interesting side note. But I don't, I don't expect this to happen. Seems like kind of a crazy thing for a team like the Astros to do, especially after you know seeing the Texas Rangers do what they did in 2023. Yeah, I, it seems like an odd time for the Astros to be moving on from arguably their best starting pitcher. So, how does news like that come out if they're not actively? shopping him i mean i mean i'm not the one or don't don't blame me for that i want to blame you for this you're the you're the investigative reporter here but no I'm, I'm serious like obviously i don't i'm not saying that they are necessarily looking to part ways with him but it doesn't feel like this kind of story doesn't become a story without there being something to it right and so uh, obviously I'm, I'm sure that anonymously maybe some gms have said you know, to told some journalists that, hey, we, we did talk to the Houston Astros about Framber Valdez, right? So, like, then that becomes kind of a story due to the fact that he isn't the guy you would think that the Houston Astros would move. And it does pique your curiosity a bit as to what Houston might be doing if that is a possibility, if that move is something that they could be pursuing. Uh, and if it is, I, I like I said, I know that the cost is going to be entirely too much, and I don't even know if I would want the Diamondbacks to consider it. But at this point... That's such an insane level of talent to add to the starting rotation that I, it would be hard not to consider it. It would be hard not to start looking at some of your trade assets and wondering exactly what it would take to get somebody like Valdez. Valdez in 2023, this is interesting. He had a nine ERA in the postseason. He was 0-3 with a nine ERA in the playoffs. So, mm-hmm. you know, maybe the Astros just kind of see him regressing a little bit moving forward hmm. and they'd just rather have that happen with with another team looking at the reporting that's been done here though i yeah i still don't really see anything super concrete that the astros are are making are looking to make a move here with the diamondbacks it would be a fascinating choice because or a fascinating uh decision if they if they did go all in on framber valdez because they already have uh, two other very good starting pitchers who are slated to become free agents in two seasons. So <laughs> that would make the 2025-2026 offseason especially gut-wrenching if you're a D-backs fan. Yeah. You're losing Zach Gallen, Merrill Kelly, and Framber Valdez in one offseason. I don't know if an organization would want to put themselves in position to have that much talent you know, slated to leave all in the same year. Not to say, I guess the D-backs could bring maybe one if of those bring, guys back. If, if but they bring two World Series titles home in that time, that's I true. think we'll, that, I'll, I mean, I'll that's, overlook it. That's kind of what it. you'd be banking on. That's yep. what you'd be hoping for. It would be the 
out of all of the moves you could imagine that would be like let's go all in on the diamondbacks over the next two seasons like trading the farm for framber valdez yeah. is, that's about it's about as high on the list as i could possibly imagine uh well i did have on the rundown here that i was next going to throw shade at people that did last minute holiday shopping but it mysteriously disappeared <laughs> off of the rundown and Here's i don't your- know i don't know how that happened jesse can you explain yourself when it comes to that the music's still there we're still throwing shade Four days, Friedman. You got four shopping days left. And people like this, they want you to believe they care. They don't care. He doesn't care. He doesn't care. He wants, He loves this. The adrenaline rush he gets from waiting to the last minute is absolutely absurd. It's absurd that he plays with our emotions when it comes to the gifts he's going to give us to show us the love that he has for us over the last year. And instead, he's just playing games with us. He's just using it as an adrenaline junkie thing that he has going on to go to the mall on, the, on Christmas Eve like a crazy person. I don't know who does this, but I will say this. Uh, an easy fix to this would be stopping by Shady Rays because they do have an in-town location right here at Carolyn Commons and getting your loved ones Shady Rays. That would be a well-thought-out gift, even if you're buying it last minute. Mr. You know Maybe? what's not well-thought-out? What's that? Is you throwing shade without wearing your Shady Rays. No, you're Rays. right. That's that why this wasn't a full. This wasn't, yeah, I wasn't fully committed to the bid here because you ro- removed it. You removed it from the rundown very cleverly. He's a smart lad. I mean, let's lad. be real here, Derek. I, I take enough flack on this show as it is yeah. for my procrastination when Correct. it comes to Christmas It's in every shopping. ad read. It's it in did, every ad It read. didn't, yeah. It's, it, in the notes it, it, for it's every part of our scheduled programming yeah, on this show. So that's true. Maybe I didn't feel it was necessary. That's fine. But, but uh, I, you know. I'll give you a tip, though. Shady Rays. <laughs> that's what I want. I want more Shady Rays. So that's what you can go get me. Uh, you can get that for your whole family. And again, if you don't, uh, if they don't love the Shady Rays you get them, they can exchange them for free within 30 days. They can also get their money back so they'll just get money from you but uh they can also uh if they break them or lose them even on day one of you giving them out uh they will get a brand new pair of shady rays no questions asked that's what makes it the best uh, lost and broken replacement plan in all of eyewear exclusively for our listeners shady rays is giving out the best deal of the season go to shadyrays.com and use code phnx for 50 percent off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses try for yourself the shades rated by five stars by over two hundred and fifty thousand people uh you might not get them in time for christmas but three kings day hey that's in january you have time for that so shop for that uh we also have some arizona lottery tickets that could help make this shopping season a little bit easier on us because not only do they make great gifts and great stocking stuffers but um i'm gonna scratch one right now and i could win up to twenty thousand dollars so that'll definitely make my he holiday shopping could win up to see what he keeps doing he keeps doing that <laughs> yeah like this I is said. split and i will tell what you guys are you? who are you yeah, it's I, not jacob is not what money did you win oh well that's too bad you don't want to split uh, it oh <laughs> see he's holding me ransom on this mystery ticket that he has over there i have no idea if he's it's bluffing anywhere, or not. i'll tell you it's anywhere between three dollars and twenty thousand dollars oh my god because that's how much you can win on these oh i don't like it but of course i do like having them and i like scratching them uh jesse thinks this one's too much work because of all the fun that they put together of you scratching off the letters on the crosswords not 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 enough work i say i enjoy scratching these and your friends will too your family members will too scratch your start at just one dollar uh, and top prizes at a, uh, can can top out at half a million dollars so make sure you give them to somebody you like go out and buy your holiday scratchers today find a retailer like our friends at circle k near you at arizonalottery.com you must be 21 or older to play and, of course, we thank you guys for being here right now on the PHNX Sports YouTube channel. If you haven't su- subscribed to the channel yet, make sure to do so now. 
sign up for notifications. That way you don't miss when any of our wonderful shows go live. Uh, and if you're listening on the audio podcasting side, leave us a review over there. We appreciate those five-star reviews. Make sure you're subscribed um, there as well. Uh, and leave us a, a like here, by the way. We always appreciate those thumbs up, the attaboys. We can use it because uh, the the esteem levels around here are low after the Shohei Otani deal. Uh, it's another case <laughs> of the rich getting richer, I guess. And I hate that I have to do this because, you know, I don't ever like admitting he's right. But Jesse was right. Jesse was right. Maybe the Otani deal should have been $1 billion because that is potentially what it could make the Los Angeles Dodgers. You heard me right. The Otani deal could make the Dodgers one up to one billion with a B, one billion dollars, according to a Yahoo Sports article from Jack Harris. Uh, the Dodgers could make an estimated eight hundred million to one billion dollar gain over a decade in additional marketing and advertising revenue due to the addition of Shohei Otani. I think a lot of that is uh, just looking at this article. A lot of it is from investing the deferred money as That's well. Also, it yep the like, forty six million, which is the minimum. They could technically they could invest more money than the forty six million. That's just the minimum of what they have to invest in order to set aside for his deferred payments. But there's no one way that they can set it aside. There's a numerous ways that they could set it aside where they will make a lot of money and in interest on that money being in certain kinds of accounts. Yeah. But there's also just the fact that Shohei Otani is who Shohei Otani is. The Dodgers are already a marketing and advertising machine. So they're, they're a team and a franchise that know how to take advantage of something like this. This just adds to their international resume, the world-renowned resume of someone like Shohei Otani. I mean, we talked about at one point during the World Baseball Classic, the immense interest from Japanese households in watching the World Baseball Classic. And now, in a way, a lot of that, a lot, there's a lot of new fans that have been made, a lot of new companies with a lot of money that are going to want to advertise with the Dodgers. And and there's just the star factor. I found this to be really interesting from uh, this article. Uh, Pepperdine Law Professor Maureen Iriano Weston, who is the director of the school's Entertainment Media and Sports Dispute Resolution Project, said that Deion Sanders paid for his contract <laughs> at Colorado in the first couple of games just due to the revenue increases driven by his celebrity. There may be a similar effects that can there there may be similar some similar effects that can happen here. That's crazy that Deion Sanders alone but it makes sense, right? Because literally at one point yeah. uh you know you had you had college game day there in Boulder, you had The Rock you had Pat McAfee, you had all these like stars descending upon Colorado just because of Deion Sanders and the excitement he brought around that college football program, right? I mean, this is this is uh, uh, basically the most popular player in the entire world going to one of the most popular teams. It's literally the final infinity stone, it feels like, for the Dodgers, for them to now be able to snap and turn at least half of us into dust. Yeah, he there's. Didn't uh, he didn't get that reference at all. He hasn't seen that movie. No, I no, I didn't. Damn it! I didn't. Oh God, I thought that one was broad enough. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> um, yeah, there, I mean, there's there's obviously just a ton of earning potential here for the Dodgers, and I know Jeff Passan said that every single big market team should have made this move. You could make a case that even some of the more mid market type teams probably should have done this every too. team in baseball should have tried to make this move i mean honestly yeah i'm sure that some teams are probably hesitant to bank on 
money that's not in their pockets, like the, you know, the potential of earning money from Otani. I imagine the Dodgers are particularly well positioned to capitalize on this, just given the big brand that they already yeah. are. But they can also um, take on the risk too, because if it doesn't work out, they're not going to be ruined as a yes. franchise in the same way that that could ruin like the Diamondbacks. Right. That's a yeah. That's a great point. I mean, that's that's ultimately what having that kind of money does for you is it just allows you to take these these kinds of these kinds of risks. Um, but I also, the more you look at this, the more you're like, it doesn't seem to be all that much risk here. Like <laughs> in the grand scheme of things, it's hard to imagine Shohei Otani not earning the Dodgers copious amounts of money right. throughout the course of of this contract. Um, so, yeah, it's you know it continues to be baffling to me uh, that this is the deal that was ultimately agreed upon. I said it at the time: seven hundred billion dollars over ten years. When you first saw the the figure, it was like, man, this is crazy. That's seven hundred. That's seventy million dollars per year. And then you find out about the deferrals, and it, it quickly becomes clear that this was a this was a below market evaluation of Shohei Otani. And it, it sounds like there was a bit of a bidding war happening where teams involved in the in the Otani sweepstake sweepstakes were, you know, talking about five hundred million, talking about six hundred million of actual money that was not deferred, or at least not deferred <laughs> to this extent. And Otani's camp came back to all of the teams and said that. You know, this is what we want to do. We want to do 700 million, but we want to defer over 97% of it, which Andrew Friedman of the Dodgers said that he would never have had the guts to ask this of anyone. No. This was not his idea. No. This was this was Otani's that's, idea. That's a crazy ask because of the benefit to the ball club itself, right? Yeah. Like that's such a that would be viewed as such a selfish move. And I mean, my God, tomorrow is not promised to be thinking about money that you're going to get 10 years from now being the big windfall, the big payday. Like the, the only reason why it makes all the sense in the world to Otani is because the man already receives an, a ridiculous amount of money from endorsement deals. Yeah. That, that that's more than enough for him to live comfortably on for the next 10 years. And now his future as a human being is secured for the rest of his life with those $68 million deferral payments for 10 years. That's going to come after that boy he can literally do whatever he wants you know what i mean he's gonna make plenty of money off of his endorsement deals anyways yeah exactly, he's, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, and i mean they're only yeah, gonna yeah. go up right like the endorsement deals are only gonna go up being in the advantageous position like he's still in los angeles so it's not like it's changing much he was he had the same deals but again it's the dodgers so just based on the connections the dodgers have and their ability to market players there's a good chance that he's going to make even more money than he than he's currently making yeah probably i mean I, I think the estimate in this la times story is that he's at 50 million dollars in in endorsement deals and yeah you a can year per year a yes. year you can understand why from otani's perspective <sighs> he was willing to do this because let's face it otani's gonna be all right he was going to be all right whether he took 700 million or 900 million or 100 million. It doesn't really matter. Like the guy is good financially. That's never clearly never going to be an issue for him throughout his life. Uh, not only him, but his children and his children's children <laughs> yeah. and so on and so forth. Um, but at the same time, there is still this element of it's it's just hard for me to believe that there wasn't more negotiation to be had here. Um, that, you know, it sounds like every team with the exception of the angels, of course, were willing to do this deal. It, it wasn't that the Dodgers said yes. And all the other teams said no. 
Um, the Angels, the Angels did not want to do it. I imagine Otani just chose the Dodgers. It sounds like he just chose the Dodgers over the other teams. Um, but it seems like this negotiation process could have dragged on and, and, you know, potentially teams could have put in more money and required the Dodgers or whomever the, the ultimate destination for Otani, uh, to require that team to, to spend a little bit more because, yeah, the more that I look at this, the more I'm like, this is just an utter steal. I mean, this is, I hate it this so much. is just and and again, it's not that Major League Baseball should have stepped in and prevented this. Yeah. Otani knowingly signed a below average contract. You can't really make that illegal if you're Major League Baseball. He's still making seven hundred million dollars. But I mean, to, the the argument against it is that it purposefully circumvents the competitive balance tax. The competitive balance tax is there for what? Competitive balance is what it's there for. And instead, they're circumventing it by deferring 97, 98 percent of the deal to future you know, to future payments that aren't technically, I mean, I do know the 46 million is still hit against their payroll. Right. But not yeah. the full $70 million a <laughs> if year. If it was 2 million, if the competitive balance hit was 2 million, uh, that would be a serious pitchfork problem. Pitchfork in hand right now. Yeah, I would that, have pitchfork that would be, in hand. That would be, yes, you need to storm into the commissioner's office and, and, you know, uh, make this make this but right still the fact that they can essentially uh, like get out of half of it content you know almost half of it but uh, again it's not in my tax. mind they're not really circumventing it otani's just walking away from money and he's cool with it that's what's happening here otani and and his agent his own agent <laughs> Ot- Nezbolello, okay. says this okay, in this fair. article okay to be fair i'm, I'm just you're, you're saying it's otani's that's fine but then otani is circumventing the competitive balance tax you know what i mean and that, but is it really circumventing if the competitive balance task is just a reflection of the present day value of the contract? Because it, the present day value is four hundred and sixty million. Divide that by ten. The the competitive balance tax hit is forty six. The the value of this deal is really four hundred and sixty million. Although I, I know, but the all of that is ridiculous. That That's ridiculous. That's not what's actually happening, though. You can do the estimated value. You can do the XBA. You can be the fucking goddamn, <laughs> uh, you know, slugging percentage of of the deal. I don't care. The point is, is that they're paying him seven hundred million dollars a year for a ten year contract, and they are doing something to make it out to where they don't get hit with that full $70 million per year against their competitive balance tax. And in in my mind, that's the reason why people have a problem with it. You know what I mean? That's the reason why, because it, that part doesn't feel fair. And I understand you explaining as to why it's only 46 million and that's fine, but it does make it feel like the way that this deal is structured circumvents the point of there even being a competitive balance tax. It's to keep teams competitive. It's to keep Major League Baseball competitive. And I feel like if the Dodgers got away with structuring, you know, two more deals like this, they would just have an all-star team from the top of their lineup to the bottom with but an no incredible one, rotation. No one else, no one else is gonna do this deal. Yeah. No one else is gonna defer this much uh, money because no one else is is Otani and has right. fifty million dollars right. coming in every year and is is willing to take two million. So well regardless of how it's structured it is not the most important signing in dodgers history 
Ben Verlander. So uh, <laughs> really quick, as a person that sticks his foot in his mouth quite a bit myself, uh, I'll come to Ben Verlander's defense and just say, I know sometimes we just say this stuff in the heat of the moment, not really <laughs> thinking of what you're saying, not, you know, you don't really realize that you are forgetting the man, that, uh, the fact the Dodgers signed the player that broke the color barrier in baseball and how that is actually the most important signing in history for the Dodgers and for major league baseball. So uh, he's been getting a lot of flack for that, but I will say uh, I, I, I get what he's saying uh, just as far as an actual player deal for improving the team and specifically for the Los Angeles Dodgers. This is a very important historic signing. Uh, and, and again, the other part of that that I will argue about him saying that though, is we still don't know because we don't know how Otani is going to play going forward and there is no guarantee that Otani really is going to be as good as he was for this team he probably will be and I'm sure a lot of this is me just hoping he's not going to be but I <laughs> the mean pitching again questions are are legitimate yeah, for sure and we won't know until he actually yeah. pitches in a game again which you know again a, a, a year down the road right so we won't know that until 2025 but uh yeah sometimes I I, I I know how people messed up. Trust me. Like I said, I would be very surprised if Ben Verlander didn't pretty immediately recognize, like, yeah, <laughs> I made a pretty made. big mistake. Yeah. I don't feel like we need to continue to pour it on the man. But uh, oh, we will. Oh, we will. <laughs> well, that's what we do around here. But, uh, of course, you know, there's a. Uh, I don't want to suggest that you go out there and. Uh, bet on the Dodgers, but maybe that's not the worst thing you can do on the Bet MGM Sportsbook app as far as future bets and MLB goes. Uh, I'd throw your tomatoes at me now because of me saying that. I understand. But uh, if you do download the Bet MGM Sportsbook app right now, you can sign up with our code of PHNX. You can potentially get back up to $1,500 in bonus bets if your first bet loses. All you have to do is sign up on iOS or Android or visit betmgm.com and use our bonus code of PHNX. Deposit at least $10 into your newly created account and use that amount on a bet or more. Uh, and if your bet loses, you will receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. Uh, your bonus bets will be available once your initial wager is settled. So make sure to go out there and uh, not miss out on, you know, of course, uh, making a big bet. Uh, you will get the, the money back. So you got a little bit of a safety net there. Sign up for BetMGM. Use bonus code PHNX for your first bet. Place your first Sportsbook wager through the Sportsbook mobile application of at least $10. If that bet loses, your bonus bets will be available once your initial wager is settled. Check out the show notes for full details and now listen to Shane talk about the disclaimer. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Nevada, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Arizona. 1-800-BETS-OFF, Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. one 800 0023 Puerto Rico in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., New York, or Ontario. Ontario. Oh, man. Jacob was... kind of messed up our time. Yeah, that I feel was, like, yeah, that's, that's a good point. You just realize you're unmuted as soon as it stops, so you can say that even if you're not on screen. I don't know. So mm. it sounds like a you issue. No. I want Damon back. Yeah, I do too. We're Damon's <laughs> dogs. Bark, bark. Uh, <laughs> No, you might never get him back. <laughs> All so. right, well, uh, I'll tell you, again, this time of the year, you could probably use some extra cash. I know I could, and you can get that by opening up a free checking account with our friends over at Desert Financial Credit Union. For more than 84 years, Desert Financial has been Arizona's largest, most trusted local credit union. They got me started on my home ownership journey. They can get you started as well. They have checking and savings accounts, mortgages, loans, credit cards, investment options, and more. More importantly, uh, they are a trusted financial resource that not only has the community 
in mind, but they have your best financial interests in mind as well. When you join, when you join now and open a free checking account online, you can get two hundred dollars in bonuses. Get started by visiting desertfinancial.com slash two hundred right now. Uh, Jesse, we got ourselves potentially a streaming deal happening between Diamond Sports and Amazon, which don't know if it'll eventually impact the Arizona Diamondbacks, but it won't for right now uh, because Diamond has basically lost the rights to the Arizona Diamondbacks altogether, but they never had the streaming rights. They do only have the streaming rights for five MLB teams, which is Detroit, Kansas City, Miami, Milwaukee, and Tampa. Uh, and by the way, are you <laughs> are you an Amazon Prime customer? Um, I am like... I'm like many Americans in that I am not, account. I am not per, yes, correct. <laughs> You're on your parents' account. It's fine. Me too. You what are you doing with your life Derek. if you don't have access to somebody's Amazon Prime account at this point? <laughs> I mean, man, the other day I had like a bag of peanut butter M&Ms delivered to me. Why? Because I wanted them. And it was just that easy. Was I willing to wait until tomorrow to get them? Yes, I was. Were they melted? Yes, I live in Arizona. <laughs> but regardless, that's the beauty of having an Amazon you Prime peanut M&Ms from I Amazon. Will, <laughs> See, I will literally order anything I'm in the mood for right now. As a matter of fact, I ordered my daughter a while ago a uh, like a uh, you know one of those gingerbread house kits, and I just got the notification today that it will be delivered uh, on December 28th, which kind of nice. misses uh, the holiday season just a little bit. So it doesn't always work out, but uh, yeah, there's this this could definitely um, help Diamond Sports with their current bankruptcy process, just as far as. Uh, I guess getting rid of some of those final assets. Uh, it seems like this deal would need to be approved by the bankruptcy court, even if Diamond and Amazon do reach an agreement. But yeah, it would see Amazon invest in Diamond with a goal of eventually acquiring the streaming rights for teams completely to Amazon on those broadcasts. We know Amazon has been trying to break into the sports broadcasting game. Uh, Diamond would continue to operate the cable networks they own for those teams and the streaming rights would be transferred over, over to Amazon. And like I said, Amazon has already proven to be a viable option for the NFL, even though it's a little annoying yeah. at times when you go to yeah. look for the game and you yes. have to <laughs> open up the app and go there instead of clicking to a channel. But it does make a lot of sense. And, uh, of course, it's kind of weird because it felt like the one reason Diamond Sports claimed that this whole situation wasn't working out for them, at least in regards to the Diamondbacks, was the lack of having streaming rights. And now here they are potentially giving up those streaming rights that they the, the ones they have left to Amazon feels like this is just yeah. the final days of a company trying to sell off individual assets and get themselves out of the financial hole that they're currently in yeah this seems like a, a way for Amazon to to kind of get their their foot in the door when there's obviously a lot of turmoil in this situation and Diamond is not really in position to have like a ton of negotiating power so Amazon's just sort of stepping in and like hey we can kind of take advantage of this situation um it doesn't seem like this is going to really ha mean a whole lot in the grand scheme of the rsn problem moving forward as you said there's only five teams that diamond even has the streaming rights for in the first place you mentioned those teams the tigers royals marlins brewers and rays not exactly the most highly sought <laughs> yeah, after streaming yeah. rights out there if we're being totally I honest. Didn't, I didn't I didn't want to bash those teams in those markets, <laughs> but yeah, you're right about that for sure. I don't think uh Amazon, you know, being able to stream Tigers games is suddenly going, you know, I I don't really see this changing the landscape of the situation all that much. Diamond still uh you know, it sounds like there's some hope for them in broadcasting games for some teams in 2024. 
Diamondbacks will not be one of them. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, I, as of 2025, I have a hard time seeing Diamond be involved in much of anything. And I don't think Amazon is necessarily, it, it seems like part of a solution for a team. It doesn't seem like an entire, I don't think, you know, you're going to see one team commit all of their rights solely to Amazon or, or whatever. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't hate though, the idea of, of baseball being available on streaming platforms that I already pay for. That seems to be like a great sure. move. I know then that's going to lead to those streaming platforms probably eventually asking for more money or maybe a separate package to watch those or whatever. But as of right now, if I already have Amazon and I get to click on watch a watch a Tampa Bay game, watch a Royals game every once in a while, maybe occasionally here and there. Yeah. That, that, I mean, <laughs> there's there there's definitely interest there for me to do so. I mean, some of the shit I watch Jesse on Hulu just because it's on live right now. Uh, sports from other countries I can't even pronounce and stuff like that. That's it's it's incredible. It's fun. And I will do the same thing with baseball. But the Diamondbacks have to figure out their TV deal. Uh, Ken Kendrick still seems very cool and calm about it. Like he is getting plenty of offers and there's plenty of things going around for the Diamondbacks potentially. But uh, I don't know. There's only 98 days left for them to figure it out between now and opening day. And I'm sure they would like a resolution prior to that. But uh, as of right now, the Diamondbacks website says in regards to where you'll be able to watch the games in 2024. We do not anticipate any changes to existing service provi providers for the 2024 season and will provide updates with potential additions prior to the start of the 2024 season. So it seems like uh, everything will maintain as, as status quo or as, as it was this season. But according to a story from ESPN today, things aren't great when it comes to television contracts and MLB teams. Yeah, this is this was an interesting story from Alden Gonzalez over on ESPN that uh, I think just dropped a few hours ago. Um, basically, there's a narrative out there, which I think is very much true, that some teams are not willing to spend this offseason because of the uncertainty with their TV deal moving forward. And uh, Alden spoke with a number of you know different sources over the course of the story, and it seems like some people have a concern that these issues are making the difference between the haves and the have nots even greater than it was before, right? You have some teams that have these massive TV deals that are very secure. And then you have some teams that are, you know, we're not like the big market team in the first place that have a lot of uncertainty moving forward. And it's, it's just, you know, those teams are the ones who are feeling the effects of this more than anyone else. So, yeah, I and in, in a lot of ways, the Diamondbacks are the team kind of bucking the trend here. Yeah. Like the Diamondbacks are the team yeah. that does have some TV uncertainty moving forward, but actually is one of the top spenders. The Kansas City Royals are another team like that. They've made a number yeah. of free agent signings, even though there's some uncertainty with them. Um, I think they're currently <laughs> slated to be with Bally in 2024 as of right now. I feel like I feel like the Royals have made the moves that were like every underlying low key move we wanted the diamondbacks to make. And I actually applaud what they're doing because I think <laughs> you wanted Hunter Renfro. Yes, he absolutely. Was at the top of your no, list. <laughs> no. What I mean is, is I mean that I feel like the Royals are, they're not spending a ton of money on one particular player, but they are sure. spending a lot of money around the league and they're acquiring themselves. A lot of guys that we've said, like the getting both Michael Waka and Seth Lugo, right? Like those are, some pretty good moves right yeah and and honestly i think it improves their team quite a bit without those names being uh the big 
big names that that a lot of people maybe outside of baseball fans know, but their numbers last season at least were really good and they could definitely improve that team. So uh, I don't know though. I think this proves in my mind uh, and I might be going too far with this, but that, that when Ken Kendrick says that the team really does reinvest the, the money they make back into the team, when Kendrick says he doesn't really make a dime off of this team and any money they do make does go back to trying to improve it. I, I feel like we saw that this offseason, right? Because it was sure. a lot more money than we thought that they were going to spend. They did say they were going to spend a lot of money. It wasn't just lip service. They are the third biggest spender in free agency this offseason. They've also made you know a savvy trade with the Mariners. They've done a couple of other things that continue to improve a team that made it all the way to the World Series last year. So it's interesting because, yeah, this, uh, this story, uh, and I don't know if you said this part, but the – uh, high-ranking executive in baseball told ESPN's Aldine Gonzalez that these contra- contract issues make the demarcation between the haves and the have-nots even even, even, even greater, even yeah. greater, right? Yeah. And like that's the biggest problem right now, and that goes back to the Shohei Otani deal and the reason why people have an issue with the fact that they're not getting hit with the competitive competitive balance tax for the full amount that they're essentially paying the man is because. That's that's a team that doesn't even need, you know, to to maneuver around things. And and they did, thus giving them that much more flexibility to improve their team, giving them that big of a greater, you know, uh, advantage in the National League West. Right. So, like, it's not great. And I do applaud the Diamondbacks for even though their future being murky, murky right now when it comes to the television deal that they're just plugging along, yeah. trying to do everything they can to make this team as good as possible and win now while they have a very, very talented, valuable young core. Yeah, and I think it's important to point out that like player agents and and uh, people from the, the players' union do not buy into this. Uh, the idea that teams, you know, cannot spend money because of the uncertainty with these TV deals moving forward. I think there's a greater sense in the industry that this is a short-term problem uh, that there will be sure. a greater solution and teams will be just fine in the long term here. And that 2024 is just going to be a little weird as as teams try to navigate this. There's a lot of uncertainty with with the Valley teams that I mentioned earlier. I think there's 11 teams that theoretically are still with Valley um, with Diamond Sports Group, I guess I should say, uh, going into 2024. But yeah, there are people who are not who are not buying into this. Uh, you know, I think of the Seattle Mariners, the team that has TV uncertainty moving forward. They're just not, I mean, they've traded off a number of pieces, yeah. right? Including Eugenio Suarez to the Diamondbacks. That fan base is not at all happy with what is going on. Correct. And you can understand why. It very yes. much seems like if you're the Mariners, you just have to know that in the long term, you're going to be okay, even though there's some uncertainty right now. And you just need your ownership group to step up and kind of be willing to bridge the gap from, you know, the certainty that was once there to the certainty that, you know, will will probably come within not all that much time. And there are a number of of ownership groups that so far, it appears, have not been willing to do that. Well, uh, it'll be fun to see how this plays out. And when I see fun, I mean... Absolutely terrifying, especially for the Arizona Diamondbacks. But we should mention for the D-backs, they do have a lot of a lot of postseason money. Like that is a very big point of 
of distinction between like the D-backs and a team like the Mariners, right? The sure. D-backs just made, we don't know exactly how much it is. It's probably north of $20 million just because they were in yeah. the postseason. So that yeah. is helping them. That is helping them a lot in this situation. We know how much money they had in share player shares to give out to, to everybody. And that was a lot of money. And that's yeah. nothing compared to the television revenue that the team split, especially the teams that made it all the way to the World Series. So uh, good stuff for the Diamondbacks. And yeah, in, in regards to income, they're OK for right now. That That's what's allowing them, I'm sure to spend the way they are this off season. Yeah. Uh, but if a, if a TV deal isn't made in 2024 and this kind of stretches out to 2025, it could, it could impact the way that this team manages uh, the roster going forward. But I, I will say a great way to manage your thirst manager day is stop by circle K, get a great start there right now. They have a trim gas prices are going up. Did you notice that gas prices already going I mean, up? It's still way, still way better than it was. It Derek. still was way better than it was. But I'll give you two ways for you to combat combat those high gas prices. You can sign up at Circle K uh, for their Easy Pay option, which gives you a card and it instantly takes ten cents off per gallon. Gives you kind of like an account that's tied to your bank account, allows you to pay for gas. Also gives you the security of having that only be used. For gas, so sometimes you know we we want to make sure we're uh, as secure as possible, and also you can sign up for their Inner Circle membership program for free by downloading the Circle K app today. Terms and conditions apply at participating locations. Visit CircleGay.com for details. But if you do, you will save twenty five cents off per gallon on your first five Phillips. You'll also save three cents off per gallon every day after that, and those savings stack with the ten cents you get off for being an Easy Pay member, Jesse. So you can get up to. 35 cents off per gallon of the already cheap gas that they have at Circle K. You also get buy five, get the six one free on a selection of Circle K products like pizza, coffee, and ice cold fountain drinks. Uh, and also don't miss out right now before the season ends uh, to get in on their free 31 days of Circle K program. The Inner Circle app, get free snacks and free weekly entries for grand prizes. So do not miss out on that. Uh, also, if you're looking to get a gift for the person that's hard to shop for, Get them tickets to an event, a concert, or a show from our friends over at GameTime. Uh, GameTime is the place for last-minute ticket deals, and it's the fastest-growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. Uh, tickets make absolutely phenomenal holiday gifts. Uh, and, of course, uh, they can also be pretty cheap when you get them on GameTime. We'll help you make them even cheaper because if you snag the tickets without the stress right now with GameTime, you can download the app, create an account, and use our code of PHNX for $20 off your first purchase. Terms do apply. Again, create an account, redeem code PHNX for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Get someone you love Suns tickets so that they can, you know, be angered be by the be angered by the Suns in real life. I don't know. Besides just watching them on TV all the time. Uh, before we go, we do want to give a shout out to a very very special person, and of course that is Sexy Red because Sexy Red's song "Ski," which as many of you know, is the official. Uh, anthem of the Arizona Diamondbacks 2023 postseason run was they named. did have that. That was a very prominent uh, fixture. It was a of fixture. The Diamondbacks it's a fixture of the show now, then, and forever. Uh, forever but stuck in my head. Ski, for sure. <laughs> it was named Rap Song of the Year by Rolling Stone, which has infuriated a lot of people, but not <laughs> us because we love you, Sexy Red, and we love Ski. So, of course, uh, that only makes that, that only puts the icing on the cake. Uh, that was 2023. 
for us. So that's a very exciting thing. And we want to give a shout out uh, to to our songstress, the one and only legend, Sexy Red. Uh, ski to you all. But remember, <laughs> I can't get the, the video of Brent Strom. Like waving, <laughs> waving his little like NL pennant flag with Ski playing in the and background, then, uh, and then having Sexy Red quote tweet that and be like, yes. "Let's go!" <laughs> yes, that did happen. That, that absolutely amazing. did happen. But. <laughs> All right, well, we appreciate you guys stopping by. We'll be back tomorrow where we are going to put our favorite Diamondbacks items from the 2023 postseason in a in a time capsule. Is Jesse Jr. going to make it in? Tune in to find out. It's going to be <laughs> exciting to find out if we lose our snake forever. But in the meantime, you can follow us on Twitter. I'm at cap underscore caveman with a K. This maniac next to me is at Jesse N. Friedman. Of course, uh, Father Overlord Jacob is on the ones and twos. You can follow him at Jacob underscore Franklin four because he is the fourth best Jacob Franklin in known existence. Of course, our show is at PHNX underscore D-backs, but all roads do lead to at PHNX underscore sports on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We thank you guys so much for your time today. We thank you for your time all the time, but especially for today. We appreciate you stopping by. And remember, kids, baseball is more is fun, but it's more fun when you swerve that bends like a NASCAR. Ski-yee. <laughs>